This episode is brought to you by Pepsi Wild Cherry. Pepsi Wild Cherry is bursting with delicious cherry flavor and a sweet, crisp taste that gives you more to go wild for. Getting wild may look different these days, but whether it's opting for a solo Friday binge watch or a big night out, everyone can indulge in their wild side with Pepsi Wild Cherry, also available in Zero Sugar. So grab a Pepsi Wild Cherry and get wild. Welcome into Behind Enemy Lines. I'm here with Jeff Hartman. I'm Rachel Vigil, beat writer for the Steelers. Jeff, I am so excited to have you on. This is a big game for the Broncos, and so I'm interested to hear from a Steelers perspective what you're looking forward to most on Sunday. Big game for the Broncos, bigger game for the Steelers, in my opinion. Break it down. Tell me why. Well, <laughs> they're one and three. Uh, they've lost three straight games. They haven't won a home game yet. They've lost two straight at Heinz Field, which is very... Uh, unstealer like the last time they lost three in a row is 1986 at home. Um, so it's been a long time since they've lost three straight games at home. And the Steelers are a team that's reeling in a lot of ways. Injuries are piling up. The offense looks abysmal. Uh, there have been some signs of life, mainly with rookie Najee Harris. But I mean, when your quarterback is one of the worst offensive players in the team, that spells trouble. So a lot of Steeler fans are kind of waiting for the the other shoe to drop and not so much in a bad way, but in a good way for once, meaning maybe this is the game they kind of get right. Maybe this is the game they kind of figure things out. Um, a lot of people aren't holding their breath, but I think that's kind of the hope that this team, I, and I, I gotta be honest, the, the Steelers fan base is just, they don't know what to think that they don't even thinking too much about the opponent. They're just worried about their own football team. Cause it's been that bad so far this season. I feel like that always happens when your team's not doing well. You're really just focusing in on your yeah. team and you don't have to worry about what's going on around the NFL or anything like that. Well, I want to know from your perspective, you mentioned that they are one in three. What's been the most surprising part of this season for you? Probably that they beat the Buffalo Bills in week one, <laughs> <laughs> to be honest with you. I mean, the Buffalo Bills have gone on a tear. Um and so, you know, everyone's kind of like, wow, how in the heck did they do that? Um, but no, honestly, it's just the offense, uh, just their inability to do anything well right now. They can't protect the quarterback, which we knew the offensive line. They were going to have big question marks there, replacing uh, basically five new players, at least in different positions, if not new to the team. Um, Roethlisberger himself looks extremely rusty. His He looks like he's 39 years old in his 18th season in the NFL. Uh, and then when you don't have those two pieces of the puzzle together, nothing else can happen. You, know, you can't run the ball well. You can't throw because you can't pass protect. And when you can throw, you're not accurate with the football. Defensively, just injuries galore. TJ Watt's been banged up. Uh, they lost Tyson Alulu with an a fractured ankle in week one. So I'm sorry, early week two. So he's done for at least the majority, if not the entire season. Stefan Tuitt's still not back. Uh, the there's been a rash of groin injuries going through the roster, and that continues with Cam Sutton, the defensive back who got a new contract this past offseason. So um, there's a lot of issues right now with the Steelers, and there's not a lot of answers, unfortunately, for the Steelers fan base. Well, let's talk about Big Ben. You mentioned him dealing with some injuries. Well, the hip injury that he suffered against the Packers, he said that he knew he had some sort of injury. Could you tell in the way he was playing that he was dealing with something? Uh, not necessarily visually. You could tell that he was off. Um, and then the fact that he has a lower body injury can kind of help you know, Well, that makes sense because he's, he's not accurate with the football. I mean, there were some throws that 
And you've seen Ben Roethlisberger making his sleep and he's missing um, check down passes to the running back uh, really short little passes to Juju Smith-Schuster over the middle, just two to three yards behind him. Typically that means something's going on. Uh, most people would point to his elbow because that was surgically repaired in 2019, but uh, no, it, it turns out maybe it was a lower body. And anyone that's studied any type of throwing mechanics knows that the lower body generates a lot of that power. And Roethlisberger spoke about that when he spoke with the media this Wednesday about how um, his lower body was definitely bothering him. So is that an excuse for the poor performance possibly, but He's not going to be able to lean on that crutch forever. It's going to have to start happening sooner or else more and more fans are going to want to see the next person up. And I don't know if anyone wants to really see Mason Rudolph, the quarterback. So, Yeah, Ben Roethlisberger coming out and saying that it was pretty gnarly, black and blue on yeah. uh, that lower body. So not great. But in your personal opinion, I want to know, and I think a lot of people are hitting at this too, is this Ben Roethlisberger's last season? As of right now, I think that, yes, uh, the, the Steelers – they built void years into his contract for a reason. And it was basically, if they don't want him back, they don't have to have him back and he's still going to make some money, uh, but they don't have to bring him back. They're not contractually obligated to do that. But if they wanted to bring him back, they could also build that into the deal as well. Uh, the way he's playing right now, I don't think there's any way the Steelers would want him back. And that sounds horrible. Now, he's a future hall of fame quarterback, two time Super Bowl champion. We all know his resume, but I don't think there's any way the Steelers would say, yeah, come on back. If we really want a, you know, I don't even know what his quarterback rating is on average, probably in the seventies. It's awful. I mean, he's, he's one of the worst quarterbacks in the league right now. So there's no way I think that if he continues down this path, that they would want him back. Do you think though, if he possibly, you know, brings that QB rating up a little bit that he'll make a return next season, or do you think he knows it's time with all the injuries that he's yeah. dealing with? It would have to be a pretty stark contrast from what we're seeing right now, not only from him, but the offensive line. I mean, he would have to be able to say, like, I want to come back. I don't want to get killed. I mean, in the last three games, if I do the math, he's been hit over 20 times. And that's just that's on sacks, but quarterback hits pile up. I mean, he got if you watch the Las Vegas Raiders game in Pittsburgh in week two, he was Max Crosby teed off on him more than once. And that doesn't count as a sack, but those are hits that have repercussions. So um, it would have to be the offensive line starting to gel. He would have to be playing better. He would have to have a lot of trust in the organization to continue to build around him. And uh, honestly, right now, I'm not sure if Ben wants to come back <laughs> and put up with the beating. You know, he, he has a family now. He's got three young kids. He might be ready to, as Chuck Knoll said, move on to their life's work. Looking at the rushing game, you mentioned them earlier. They are last in the league. They're, I think, averaging 55.3 yards a game, I want to say, something right around there. Uh, what's the next step to kind of get that right on track? Well, it, it, their last performance in Green Bay was their best. Uh, Najee Harris only ran the ball 15 times, but averaged 4.1 yards per carry. And for a Steelers running back to be over that four-yard mark was a big a big kudos, a big pat on the back. Good job. So uh, that was at least you feel like that's trending in the right direction. Uh, but all, other than that, I mean, they have a rookie third round center in Kendrick Green. They have a rookie fourth round pick at left tackle right now. You have Trey Turner, the elder statesman at right guard left. I'm sorry, left guard is Kevin Dotson. And then right tackle has been a revolving door. Zach Banner was injured. Uh, he's still on his way back from IR. Joe Haggis played last played last week. Chooks of has played there. I mean, it has literally been a jumbled mess along the offensive line. And so finally, it seems like they have some semblance of continuity there. And based on that, I think you will see the, the running game grow. Najee Harris is phenomenal. Uh, if you watch the Steelers play, he is really, really good. And it, this is behind a line that going into the 
Packers game, according to Pro Football Focus, 70% of his carries, he was being contacted behind the line of scrimmage. And he was still able to muster up a you know, <laughs> positive yards on a lot of those occasions. Uh, so for him to be doing what he's doing behind that line, I think is very special. Uh, but it, it's not one of those road grading lines. It's going to grind out yards. But Najee Harris, if he could just get a, a little bit of help, you'll see the Steelers run game improve. And I think you started to see that last Sunday. How well do you anticipate the Steelers offensive line going up against Von Miller this weekend? They better give whoever's at right tackle a lot of help. Uh, Von Miller is in, you know, I think that, um, uh, who's the, uh, who was the pass rusher opposite him? His mind is, I might just withdrew a blank. Who was the, it was, uh, was Malik in- Reed. Well, Bradley Chubb was obviously Chubb, there, yes. but he is still out. Um, right. We believe he'll be out for the next couple of weeks, but Malik Reed is another one. So when you don't have Chubb, who's, uh, who was, that's who I was thinking of on the opposite side, you can really put a lot of focus on Von Miller. That doesn't stop Von Miller. Von Miller's still going to get home. He's still going to hit Ben Roethlisberger a bunch, I'm sure. But the Steelers are going to have to do their job, and they're going to have to protect that side of the line. They're going to have to put a tight end. They're going to have to chip a lot. Um, and that's just to try and slow him down. So I think that you'll look for the Steelers to try to run opposite. You'll look for them to do what I just said with the tight end and the running backs chipping and, and you know, just giving that tackle, whether it's Zach Banner, if he gets lifted off of IR, uh, whether that's Chooks Okorafor who's coming off a concussion or whether that's Joe Hague who played there last week, whoever it is is going to need help. And looking at maybe a player that Bronco fans can keep their eyes out for, who do you think could have a big game this weekend? Um, I would say, and I keep on saying this, it's, it's rookie tight end Pat Fryermuth. He's a second round draft pick out of Penn state. Um, he's a player that not a lot of people are talking about has not been targeted a lot, but he is an impact player. Uh, Ben Roethlisberger, when you think back to the Heath Miller era was always targeting, he had that safety blanket in that tight end over the middle, find the soft spot in the zone, um, really stretch the field. Pat Fryermuth has the look and feel of that same type of player. I think it's just a matter of time until Matt Canada's offense starts to infuse him more. So uh, I would say if you're looking for someone that no one's really talking about, look at Pat Fryermuth, especially in the red zone, because he just doesn't drop passes there. Okay, we're going to answer some fan questions now real quick. So somebody asked, what changes in the game plan is Drew Locke is at QB? I don't think it changes much at all if Drew Locke is in there. I mean – Teddy Bridgewater is not the most mobile quarterback either. So I think that the Steelers, their MO is to just get after the quarterback. And unless you're playing someone like Josh Allen, who's able to escape the pocket, same with Aaron Rodgers, um, they're just going to want to try to get home with four. They're not going to want to blitz a lot. Uh, Now, Drew Locke is is not as experienced, so maybe they do throw some different rush schemes, some stunts, some uh, different types of blitzes on occasion. But they're very fundamentally sound defense, very good defense, and they're going to want to help out the secondary by getting pressure without having to send extra players. If they can do that, they're going to succeed. That's the way they feel. Next question. What's the scariest part of the Broncos if you're a Steelers fan? To me, it's the running game. Believe it or not, outside of Von Miller, who's a freak anyways, but it's the it's the running game. When the Steelers defense has been gashed, they have given up yards on the ground. Uh, Green Bay, they gave up 131 rushing yards last Sunday. And when you do that, you're allowing an offense, whether it's Teddy Bridgewater, Drew Locke, doesn't matter to, to be in manageable down and distances. And so when you can't force teams to become one dimensional, when you can't force them into um, obvious passing situations, then you become easier to beat. And so when you look at the running game, I'm, I'm not sure about Melvin Gordon, but I love Javante Williams. I loved him coming out of North Carolina. Um, they're, they're a good running football team. And so the Steelers, 
to, that scares me the most. They need to be able to stop the run and put the ball in whoever's quarter, whoever the quarterback is this week, put it in their hands. Last fan question is going to be over or under two and a half interceptions for Ben Roethlisberger. I'll take the under. I'll take the under two and a half. That seems pretty high. Um, I, I think he'll throw one, but I don't think he throws more than one. How many turn or turnovers do you think happen between both teams on Sunday? Um, I'm just going to go with two. I think one apiece. I don't think it's, a, I don't think it's going to be a, it might be a low scoring game, but I don't think it's going to be an ugly game, so to speak. I think it's going to be a lot of punting. <laughs> That's a good way to put it. Not, not a uh, ugly game, but just a low scoring game. Yeah. yeah it's going to be a defensive football game. I think. I like that. Okay. My, my favorite questions to ask at the end of every show is uh, the Steelers will win. If fill in the blank. I want to say if the Steelers, the Steelers will win if they win the turnover battle. Um, but I'm because I just said I predicted one and one. I'm going to change that to if the Steelers can keep Ben Roethlisberger upright, I think they win. So if they can pass protect, I think okay. that they'll find a way to win. Now on the opposite end, the Broncos will win if fill in the blank. They can establish the running game and make it easier on their quarterback, whoever it is. And then also keep the Steelers offense on the sideline. The Packers gave the, the blueprint to beat the Steelers defense, run the football, control the clock. They ran, they had the ball for nine extra minutes over the Steelers and ran 14 more plays than the Steelers did last Sunday. That's a recipe for victory. So if the, the, if the Broncos can run the football, they'll, they'll have a really good chance of winning. What's your score prediction on Sunday, Jeff? Last question. Well, I'm a homer, so uh, I'm an open homer. I'm not, you know, I've never denied that. Anyone that's listened to my podcast or read my work, um, I think the Steelers are too talented on defense and even in skill positions on offense, whether you're talking about Chase Claypool, Najee Harris, Juju Smith-Schuster, I could go down the line. I just don't think they're a team that's going to be that dreadful that they're going to fall to one to four. I think it's going to be low scoring. I think the Steelers find a way to win this game, believe it or not. I'm going to go with the Steelers 23 to 20. All right. Well, we will see on Sunday, Jeff. Thank you so much for hopping on with us. We do appreciate it. Thank you for having me. I appreciate it. And thank you to everybody that tuned in to Behind Enemy Lines. We do appreciate it. Make sure you tune in at 11 a.m. Mountain Time to watch the Broncos take on the Steelers. We'll talk to everybody later. Bye, guys. 